0: Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him up. What a goal! Sensational! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. The world is left to wonder. Wide-eyed, thrilled, bemused. How on earth did that happen?
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wonder Goal, the soccer betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lieboff, and joining me, as always... My friends, Anthony DeBundo and BJ Cunningham. In today's episode, we will go over the four upcoming quarterfinal matches in the Champions League, touch on a little Europa League, and then give out our favorite bets uh, for those aforementioned Champions League matches. But we will start with what I would call the headliner. Real Madrid, they're plus 140. Hosting Chelsea, plus 190. The draw here is plus 240. Madrid is up 3-1 in the aggregate right now. Minus 1,500 to advance. Chelsea, plus 790. BJ, Anthony, all three of us were pretty confident in Chelsea's ability to, to get a result at home. They failed. And what was, I think most people would say a lucky result for Real Madrid, it was, it was pretty much a coin flip. Kareem Benzema was fantastic and gets uh, Madrid out there, out of Stanford Bridge with a 3-1 victory. And now we head to the Bernabeu and it's a big mountain for Chelsea to climb. BJ, do they have it in them to do it?
0: Well, yeah, kind of. So I'll be honest, like going into this weekend, uh, like Thomas Tuchel said after the match against Real Madrid, he basically said the tie is over. Like Chelsea's like, we're done. We're not coming back to win this, which I think was a little, little tongue in cheek. I don't know if he truly believes that. Uh, but the match against Southampton this past weekend, you know, blowing them out 6-0, I think finally gave Chelsea a little bit of their confidence back. Because if you remember before the Real Madrid tilts, they lost, they were coming off international break. A lot of their players were, Playing, you know, uh, with their uh, country during whether it be World Cup qualifiers or whatever it is, then they get smashed four one by Brentford, and they, he said they looked exhausted. They just didn't look like they were ready for it. I'm expecting a better result against Real Madrid in the first leg, and they didn't get it. We basically they just got Benzema. You know, he he had two unbelievable goals, and then the third one was on a, a pretty horrible mistake by Edward Mendy. But overall, I mean, Chelsea outshot Real Madrid twenty to eight. 24 touches in the penalty area compared to only eight for Real Madrid. Now, game state kind of does matter. Real Madrid kind of just sat off after they went up to nothing. But given what we've seen from Real Madrid in the Champions League, and especially the group stage match against Inter comes to mind and the first leg against PSG, I imagine they're going to play very, very conservative with a two-goal lead. They're not really going to be that aggressive. I mean, I mean Real Madrid in the first leg only had 16 progressive passes compared to 48 for Chelsea. So I find it really hard to imagine that they're not going to have some similar type game plan where they're just going to play uber conservative and just try to get through to the semifinals. So I actually really do like Chelsea. Draw no bet at plus one twenty. I've been projected as a slight road favorite in Madrid. Uh, I th- really think the confidence boost from beating Southampton six nothing this past weekend is going to carry over to the midweek. So uh, I love the Blues. Uh, draw no bet at plus one twenty uh, to at least uh, get one goal back in this tie.
1: Yeah, I think there's some value uh, Chelsea to advance.
0: I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the, Real Madrid, we've just seen it time and time again. We've talked about how much they've overperformed all season long and what better time to get a lot of that negative regression back in a second leg when they're leading by 3-1. Yeah,
1: and I think that's you know, a, a piece of advice I would give people. If they if you are confident in Chelsea to get a result here, you take a part of that stake and put it on them uh, to advance 8-1. to Because if, if, if they are going to win this this leg, it means that they're they should have at least a shot at getting a, a two goal advantage or you know winning winning two nil wh- whatever it would take and if we look at the the long-term form of these two teams let's just fo- if we focus on chelsea 11 1 and 2 win draw loss in their last 14 across all competitions in the premier league since january 23rd 6 0 and 1 18 goals four five goals against and only six total ex- uh, expected goals allowed so they've been playing really well since the holidays since you know that that kind of schedule disruption that came around boxing day and they've been all over the place too they've been playing in a lot of different competitions they've they've handled it really well so i think that this team is pretty battle tested in terms of going away from home getting results and you you trust them this they won the champions league last year they won the champions league with this manager last year so eight to one that's an 11.2 percent implied probability I think that's pretty low on them to advance. So I I really like Chelsea to advance uh, taking a shot there. Anthony, uh, what do you, what do you see in this one?
2: We've never seen Chelsea in this position under Tuchel, right? They've never really been behind. They led pretty much the entirety of their champions league run or they were tied. Uh, and, and on aggregate, they were never behind in in the, any of their knockout stage matches last year. They qualified from the group relatively easily. So This is a new spot, and I was not encouraged by the second half. I know we can read off like the XG, and and we can say they had a lot more shots, but they they had 12 shots in the second half. Seven were from outside the box. They only created one actual scoring chance, which Lukaku missed. So that was the time to go for it. They had to go for it and try to get one more back, and they couldn't do it, and that was at home. So I'm – don't want to swing. I don't want to have the pendulum swing the entirely entire way against me, right? I was on Chelsea last week. I took them to advance. That ticket still is alive, even if it's barely hanging on, barely breathing. Uh, I'm going to sit this one out, and I'm going to watch and hope that Chelsea does manage to pull this off because it would be remarkable. But again, like I said, four point two expected goals from the weekend. Where, where was that? They they finally you know took the hand off the handbrake. Tuchel did and let them go. Werner, I thought, was excellent, but I don't think he's going to play in this game. They're not going to have the kind of space in behind to operate like they did against Southampton. It's no coincidence they had 3.6 against Southampton. That was the second most in the Tuchel era the last time they played them. So clearly the high pressing and the high line of Southampton is causing specific matchup issues when they play against Chelsea. And so I I think we can't overreact too much to one game. With that being said, like, like yeah, Benzema could have a bad game. If Benzema doesn't score two worldies, Yeah, Chelsea is better than Real Madrid. Uh, So I I see the point here. I do show a little bit of value on Chelsea, but again, I don't want to be more exposed on the Blues here. So I'm probably going to sit this one out. Uh, I still think Chelsea is a better team on the neutral, but again, they just don't have, they haven't shown me the ability to go open a game up, go for broke and break their structure that they've had under Tuchel. And it's been successful in the past. But again, I, I was expecting after the Haberts goal like, okay, here comes Chelsea, right? They're going to score another goal, get this even going back to Real Madrid. And then really it's anybody's game, maybe a slight favorite for Madrid, but they came out of the second half. Okay. They can see the dumb goal right off the jump. That's whatever you can toss that out. But then they didn't show me much of anything else for the entirety of the match. They just put a bunch of attackers on and then didn't do a ton with it. So I think Real Madrid, like BJ said, more than comfortable sitting deep and Chelsea will create their chances, but can Chelsea really get two? On the road, I, I I'm not confident that they can. So I'm gonna uh, sit this one out. Yeah, we'll see. And the
1: uh, the other game on Tuesday is a really really interesting one. Bayern Munich, they're minus 400 at home, hosting Villarreal, our boys, plus 950. The draw here is six to one. Villarreal won one nil in the uh, first leg at home, and now are only plus 235 to advance. Bayern Munich minus 300. You could argue that Villarreal should and will rue that they are not up three nothing uh, from that game. A couple unlucky breaks, and I think um, one thing we touched on before the Bayern game, and, and we were proved right about was you can. I think you can throw Villarreal's La Liga form and everything else they're doing outside of the Champions League out the window when you're breaking down these matches and kind of just handicap what their ceiling is and what their ability is as, as a tournament team, as a team uh, in in this spot. And there are, this is this is a tricky spot for Bayern Munich because this is going to be a team that is going to be not only comfortable defending a lead under Unai Emery, but absorbing that pressure and then hitting back on the counter, uh, which kind of plays into their hands a little bit. So I like the, yeah, I think they're they're if you if you're you know less risk averse, play them on the spread. You can play them to advance. I think they're worth a money line shot because this game could get out of hand uh, in terms of just like the back and forth nature. It could be chaos if Bayern Munich go down a goal and and leave themselves more exposed. So this, this is just not as straightforward as people will think it will be for Bayern Munich. And you're going to see a lot of people backing, you know, Bayern Munich minus one and a half because they're just assuming that Bayern's going to get out of this tie uh, without much of an issue. But the Yellow Submarine is much more complicated than that. Uh, BJ, are you back on the Yellow Submarine?
0: Oh, absolutely. This Honestly, I think that the performance against Bayern, Rick, was one of the more impressive performances I've seen anybody have against Bayern in a really, really long time. Because what happens a lot with lower quality sides when they have to face teams like, like Bayern Munich or, or Man City, for example, or even Liverpool, is they think, oh my gosh, we cannot defend the, the type of attackers that they're throwing at us and the press that they're coming at. So we have to sit back really deep defensively and hope we can hit him on the counter. Well, VRL just said, no, we're not doing that. Like we're coming out, we're pressing you high. We're taking the game right to you and we'll see if you can handle it. And Byron really honestly could, because you can make the argument that Byron had, you know, I went back and watched the game. They had one really, really big chance that I think should have gone in the cross to Lewandowski that, he, that is from just outside of his foot. But other than that, VRL had multiple breakaways trying to hit Bayern Munich on the counter. And I think it, uh, it gives it a kind of a larger perspective of what Villarreal can do. Like I said last week, they're a team that's not only a fantastic pressing team, but they play through pressure incredibly well. Bayern only a thirty-one percent pressure success rate in that first leg, and we saw, it, we talked about it a lot, we wrote about it, or you know talked about it a lot last season, where Byron really struggled in transition defense under Hansa Flick. Well. They decided to play a back two of Uva and Lucas Hernandez, who's traditionally more of a left, more of a left back because they wanted to get Alfonso Davies on the pitch and they sat Nicholas Sule. Well, that two, those two, that two playing haven't really played together that much. I mean, Uva Makano has been really out of form, hasn't really saw the field that much. So it was interesting. Like they, Villarreal definitely took it to them and I could have, like you said, Michael, could, I think they could have gone up five, nothing, honestly, they had so many breaks going forward, but you mentioned it. It's a team that's very, very comfortable playing defensively. Cause they play out of a four, four, two. I mean, they're only allowing around 1.05 non-penalty expected goals per 90 minutes. And they're really good offensively playing out of a four, four, two, you know, traditionally when you think of a four, four, two, you think, all right, it's going to be u- uber defensive. You know, you're not going to see much offense, but playing out of it this season, they're at 1.9 XG per 90 minutes when playing out of the four, four, two. So, uh, Bayern uh, defensively, obviously has put up great numbers this season, but against the top six teams in the Bundesliga, allowing around 1.2 XG per match against them. So I know that sounds like a low number, but for Bayern Munich, that's actually quite high. So I am with you. I What I'm going to do though, is I'm going to be taking Villarreal, uh, you know, plus one and a half right now, sitting at plus 120, plus two is at minus 135. I'm going to wait until Tuesday because I really think that I'm going to buy into the fact that I do believe that people are just going to blindly kind of bet Bayern Munich to get back in this tie. And I think I can get Villarreal at a good number at plus two, but I'll honestly take them plus one and a half uh, at anything plus money in case they get steamed. So I'll be very interested to see where the market is because Bayern Munich actually went the opposite way in the market. They opened around minus 180 and by match time, it was minus 165. There's some minus 160s out there. So you might, it might swing the other way. Like people might buy into Villarreal, who knows, but I'm going to be very interested to see where the market goes in this one, but I'm definitely going to end up playing Villarreal just trying to wait for a better number
1: yeah it may, I mean we, we've we've seen it now that with this team the uh, their ability to to just handle these these one-off situations for this is the second year right like they were able to navigate Arsenal and man United to win the Europa League in the semifinals and in the finals um, and you think about their last knockout round fixture, which was against Juventus they held them to one and, and Juventus this season is tears below. Bayern Munich but still they held them to 1.6 expected goals over two legs and uh the game in that second leg should have put the onus on Juventus to create because uh they were at home and should have had an easier time with it with an underdog of Real and they didn't so I mean this team just might be the kind of budding Atletico Madrid like team that's just nobody's going to want to play in tournaments for the next decade if, if Unai Emery sticks around Um, And I do think, and Anthony, you'll touch on this with your point. Like, I think this game has goals written all over it. And I don't think those goals are just coming from Bayern Munich.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I agree. I took both teams to score minus 120. I like that. Uh, I also lean toward Villarreal. I will have a full preview up on Monday afternoon on the site. So I'm I'm writing about this game again, the yellow submarine. It was incredibly impressive, BJ. and, And I think you touched on it with your point you made initially when you said... You know, Vireal didn't just sit that deep and then defend for their lives in their own penalty area. Bayern only had 18 box entries if you combine crosses, passes, and carries. Virial had 14. Given the Virial led that game for 83 minutes, that's pretty remarkable. And like you said, could have had two or three uh, goals. The concern here is whether or not Bayern is going to have Goretzka back. Because this Musiala at center mid thing is not working. I was stunned. When Gretzky didn't play because he played at the weekend before, and then he he played against Osberg this weekend or last weekend rather two days ago. So why didn't he play on Tuesday? What, what was what was Nagelsmann doing? Because they've now played in the last month and a half. They've played Leipzig with a tolisso Kimmich midfield, and in that game they allowed over two expected goals. They played a Kimmich Musiala midfield against Hoffenheim. They conceded one point six expected goals. They played a Kimmich Muller. Midfield against Bochum, we all know they lost that match 4-2. And then they did a musiala Kimmich midfield against Leverkusen, and they conceded 1.8. So their defense has been really bad. And, and look, like if Bayern gets through here, I think Liverpool may destroy them in the semis. I think it's a terrible matchup. We'll get to that later. But the question about Bayern, if Kimmich and Gretzka both play, is their transition defense better? That was the only thing that kind of scares me here because I do think Virial... Defense can do enough to hold off Bayern, but even though I do think Bayern will get one or two, and also Lewandowski's shots have been down. I mean, he only has five non-penalty shots in the last three matches since he came back from the Poland World Cup qualifying. There was question marks whether he was battling an injury. He played through it. He had five shots against Sweden, including a pen, and then he only has taken five shots in the last three matches. So he's had a bit of a dip, a considerable dip in form not just finishing off chances, but creating them. He has not been getting on the end of shots like he normally does. Now, some of that was, you know, Byron's been flat, but again, only 1.2 expected goals. I believe that's the least they've had all year. So it's pretty pretty remarkable uh, Defensive, defensively from Villarreal, and I think they can do it again. You're probably saying, okay, why are you taking both teams to score then? Well, again, I do think Viriál's counter-attacking ability will it be able to expose Byron in transition once again, and they'll get on the board in this game, even if Byron does break through and, and win this, which I do expect them to do. Even if it's like a Salzburg type game where, you know, Byron does break through and get two or three, I do think Villarreal will get one and get back at him.
1: Yes. And it's going to be an interesting one to watch from uh, a game state or tactical perspective when uh, the first goal is scored or if it drags deep at nil-nil because... Like I said, I think this Villarreal side is, they're going to play a game plan very, very well. And the Unai, I trust Unai Emery, Arsenal legend, with, with coming up with that game plan for, for situations like this. So, yeah, I think it's no secret here that we we were all going to be leaning towards the Yellow Submarine. Um, all right, so with that, we can move on to Wednesday. We'll talk about Atletico Madrid. They're plus 390 hosting Man City, minus 130. The draw here is plus 260. City, of course, coming off of the exciting 2-2 draw, their second exciting 2-2 draw of the season against Liverpool in the uh, game of the year in the Premier League. I think Man United, Everton was the game of the year, but that's up for debate, I guess. Um, City is up 1-0 on aggregate. They're minus 1,300 to advance. Atletico is plus 730. A lot was made about uh, Atleti not doing anything in the first leg. I think that was by design. Like They just wanted to just throw every... Dice at this game, this tie going back to uh, the Wander Metropolitano one nil at the worst. And that's what they did. And like, I can just see Simeone being thrilled with what's about to, uh, with this opportunity. So I think that because of that, you're going to see the first leg is probably going to inflate prices on a, on a, on low scoring derivatives like unders and both teams to score. No. Um, so we'll see, but I, I don't think that we're going to see a similar situation unfold here. Uh, Anthony, you kind of disagree.
2: You know, I don't really agree with your point that it was a Simeone masterclass. I thought it was Pep kind of being too safe. Like they had like five guys. Yeah, back but would that be a Simeone if,
0: if 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 he forces City to be too safe?
2: I, but he, but did he force like did he force them? Or did he I mean, make that? he was playing ten dudes in the box. Yeah, a lot were, of City
0: shots were coming from outside. They didn't yeah. really get anything inside the box
2: fair but again they didn't send any attackers forward to o- create overloads at all like they kept four or five guys back every time they attacked yeah. and yeah if you're attacking five on ten you're not going to score so i thought i thought it was more a matter of pep just being way too conservative in the first hour until he subbed some guys on and then but in, a, in a similar broke through
1: in a similar vein he probably thinks the same thing which is they're just going to sit back and then at this game's this this is going to go back to Spain one nil in our favor, and the game's going to be more open. And that's but, but for an us. hour. It, but for an hour, us. it
2: wasn't more open though.
1: No, in the, I'm saying the next leg is going to be more open.
2: Right, but they weren't winning one nil until pretty late on. Yeah, I
1: know, but I think that
2: he's so they just like, gave them an hour of 0-0. Yeah, I think he's
1: just betting on them being like, look, we're going to go back to Spain where they're going to have to open up at some point, and that is where we should come alive.
2: Right, but I think chess. that's a, yeah. I think that's a bad here. bet. I think he made a bad bet. Is my point. Maybe,
1: but that's like, why it's a pet made a bad players. bet
2: by just giving away sixty of your one hundred and eighty minutes that you have to beat this team that you're clearly, 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 clearly better yeah, than. He
1: he he was forced into making that bad bet by
2: a Simeone man. I don't four dimensional do chess, Anthony. Yeah, this but, but here's, is, the, question. here's the question: What changes now that we switch times? Nothing is Atleti that more open. I don't think so no. because I think if I'm Diego now, I come out with the same approach. I would sit deep for the first half. Maybe we send a little more forward. I mean, zero shots. I don't care what, who your manager is, what team you're called. If you didn't attempt a shot, you were too conservative in the game because there are too many fluky things that happen in soccer in one 90 minute game that if you didn't even attempt a shot, I don't want to hear about masterclasses. I'm sorry. But what changes in the second leg? I don't think that much changes because I do think, and Leti will sit deep. They'll wait, it, wait it out, wait it out. Maybe take a couple more chances but I don't think they're going to be able to because I think Pep's going to keep the same approach. We're going to have a, a ton of the ball, death by possession. If Atleti scores first, Atleti will sit deep in their 5-5 for the entirety of the game. If City scores first, City will just sit on the ball. And Atleti, their pressing numbers, they're not great at winning the ball high up the pitch. They haven't been able to successfully attack good defensive sides for most of the season season. They only had four trips into the city box in the first match. City only had 11 into the, into the Atleti box. So either way, no matter who scores first in this game, I don't think the game state changes that much. Yes. Atleti has to take more chances defensively, but city also will just strangle the ball and possession with a two goal lead. So, and then if it were to be one, one, even again, city holding the ball, strangling it. So I'm going under again and I'll bet regret of the year was not taking the under in the first leg. By me, I talked about on the pod. I lean that way. You guys both bet it. I think I didn't take it because I'm a clown. So now I'm going to hop in and it's going to go over, but I'm betting the under two and a half in this game because situationally, I don't see this narrative that it's going to open up. I don't see either manager really doing that until like the last 20 minutes. If Ed down a goal. And then by then, I mean, it's hard. Again, I, I, I think, think is the best defense in the world.
1: He's the type of manager Simeone where it's just, he's th- like he, he when everybody thinks he's gonna do what he what everyone thinks he's gonna do he does it and it kind of seems like a surprise like people I couldn't believe how surprised people were at, at what happened last week like it, we get to this point in the Champions League every season and he does but the I don't same agree though because thing. they didn't did take the a exact shot. same thing against Chelsea I, in the okay, first like he, last he year it doesn't that doesn't matter like but he did the same he does th- it whether he had one shot or three shots or whatever this is what he does like. It's 180 minutes. He's willing to to drag his team deep into those 180 minutes and hope, like you said, something fluky happens. So um, that's that's what I'm thinking he was doing there. And I do think that as this, there's a plan here. Is this is this the reason I think it's going to be more open? Is because I think that first leg went exactly to his plan, and I think that eventually this team is going to start to take some chances as that game, as this second leg grows on. Um, actually, I think the draw is a good bet here because because it's a one, this, this screams one, one to me, but, uh, as we said, like this should be pretty low event on paper. This, the numbers point to it. And, and I think, uh, a one, one after, or nil, nil after nineties is definitely not out of the question. Plus two sixty is pretty good. Um, BJ, what do you have?
0: Yeah, I, I actually like Atletico, uh, plus Africa, plus one Oh five, because I agree with kind of both of you that I do think, I think Anthony had the nail on the head is I think that pep, yes, he did play very conservative in that first. Like, I mean, city only had 0. 0.9, expected goals in 15 shots which is pretty inefficient for them but the thing about it is is that they're going to hold 70 percent possession again i mean I, the thing is i know atletico didn't have a shot but they had two breakaways like they, they just didn't capitalize on so i think people are kind of overreacting and freaking out that they only they didn't have a shot i mean that's just that's how they were going to set up that's how they're going to play because i think what happens a lot of times i don't think simeone goes into the match being like okay we're going to play five guys in the box for the entire match i think as the match was kind of going on, they kind of realized that, okay, we're not going to have much of the ball here. It's going to be very difficult to play through their pressure. Let's not leave ourselves exposed. Let's sit deep. Let's try to defend. We, we know that we can keep them out of the middle of the pitch and they just let De Bruyne sneak through on one. And, you know, O'Block, I think if you gave him another chance at that one, he might actually save it because it wasn't that great of an angle for De Bruyne. So I do like Atletico in this. Day. They'll have to play more aggressive. I mean, they have to, Uh, at some point in in the match. So I think you'll see kind of a little more aggression, kind of so much of the man United type match, but again, I don't think they're going to have much of the ball. So I think we're going to see pep play incredibly conservative. And also the emotional factor has to be weighing on man city a little bit. I mean, coming off the huge match against Liverpool, another champions league tie, like that's a lot to go through in just such a short amount of time. So if you to ask pep, like, Hey, this is going to be zero, zero, uh, basically for the whole 90. Like, you're not going to allow very many chances. Hey, I think he'd sign up for that in like an instant. So, I don't think you'll see Man City getting a ton of high quality chances inside of Atletico's box. Like he said, I mean, this might be nothing for 60 minutes. And then Atletico's like, okay, we got to turn it on. We got to go forward. We got to try and at least do something. But again, I think City is going to be ultra conservative and not allow them to do that. So, I don't think they're going to be you know, sending a bunch of guys forward, trying to make penetrating passes through the middle and then just leaving themselves wide open to go forward. Because Atletico, even though they didn't do it in the first leg, City had like a, over a 40% pressure success success rate. I mean, Atletico is fourth in in uh, Spain in offensive pass per defensive action. So they can play through pressure. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't see how this, like Anthony said, I just don't see how this match is not going to end in like a 0-0 draw or even maybe 1-1. So uh i do like atletico at you know plus half a goal plus 105 i have 2.3 goals projected so under two and a half goals at minus 120 from a projection standpoint there's not much value but i do agree with anthony that from a situational standpoint that that does have some value so i'll probably end up playing that and if you want to play under two and a half goals at minus 120 you might want to play it right now as you're listening to this because i can see a big time scenario where that's minus 140 minus 145 yeah. by the time we reach wednesday and, and i think what you, you you made a good point right the
1: city's scheduling spot if this is brutal and that I think comes into play with how Simeone set up as well. Like you think he goes to the Etihad, he knows that they have to play them. Then they got to play Liverpool. Then they have to play them again. And then they have to play Liverpool again. Like this is, this is a guy who is, uh, he he is a sinister dude. Like, and, and I mean that in, in, as a compliment, like he, he will use all this stuff to his advantage and master some like, you know, dark arts of Simeone ball. Um, Yeah. I mean, I mean, even listening to to this conversation, like makes me, I'm, I'm, I like the draw, but Atletico is over seven to one to advance. And it's just, this team is, is good. This is a, one of the best 12 teams in Europe. And I know city are the best team in Europe or one of the two or three best teams in Europe, depending on who you ask. Um, So it's, it's, it is a, a really tempting price, but.
0: I might I just, do like a same game parlay of like under two and a half correct score, zero, zero, uh, Athletico plus half a goal. And just see if <laughs> all zero zeros hit.
2: It's, it's, it's a fascinating one. No goals to be scored is 10 to one, it's a little cheap, Probably we get a better number than that. Uh, so I'm not quite there. Yeah. You know, we'll get more into the, the goal scoring props. Uh, we don't have shot number props or possession props or anything yet as of Sunday night. I'm guessing we'll get some. What do we think the over/under for shots by Atletico Madrid is going to be in this match?
0: Ooh, I, I bet
2: three and a half. Three and a half. I'll it's go. got to be I'll higher go. than that. It's got to go five.
0: I'll go five and a half.
2: I would say I would say six and a half. We'll see what it is. Yeah, that'll they're at be, home. Yeah, we, they have yeah, to true. score. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So anyway, we'll see. But that being said, the over/under exact score zero zero. So under half a goal, twelve to one at DraftKings. I think I might throw a couple dollars on that. I think if I'm, if I'm having fun with this, that, that would be the, the angle for me to go. I did bet it last year, the first time they played Chelsea, and then it was nil-nil until the 78th or so, I think, when Drew scored. A wonder goal for them. So, you know, these athletic games, I understand it has to be more open, hypothetically, but a 12-1, to I don't hate that flyer. I think I might yeah. take
1: some. Well, well, you think about it, it's these two teams, like the, the range of outcomes are really not that wide. So that's one of the, probably most common range of outcomes for, for this particular matchup under this particular set of circumstances. You say that though, Atletico Madrid, Diego Simeone champions league at that stadium. They always some, there is some weird stuff that always goes down. I feel like whether it's him running down, doing the knee slide in the corner um, or right before COVID everybody, before they shut down the world, when the rest of the world was shut down, they let that game go on and there are all those fans there. Um, So yeah, it's interesting BJ, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the long shot. So is too, right? uh,
0: the way, just for anybody out there, the way my projections work is it's using poison distribution, which gives you essentially exact percentages of what you can get for every single type goal uh, result. One thing that I'm showing a little bit of value on, Atletico to win 2 nothing in regular time, which is 28 to 1. 28 to 1 is uh, just below 3.5%. I'm projecting about 5.2% on that one. So if you're somebody who loves chaos and you think that the Athletico's, Counter is going to be able to penetrate Man City's back line. That's still without Ruben Diaz, even though the last few matches they've been incredible, you know, without him, obviously, post uh, a previously to the Liverpool match. That does have a little bit of value. And I I do think if Athletico plays a little bit more aggressive. Uh, Obviously, City is miles better defensively than Man United is. But if they come out with a similar game plan that they had against United, and for whatever reason, City is just off, Especially playing on the road. It's not crazy that Atletico scores off a corner or and potentially then hits him on a counter when it's one nothing uh, to win this one two nothing. So I like Atletico. I'm going to probably, I'll, I'll definitely do with you, Anthony, on 12, on zero, zero, 12, one. But I think Atletico to uh, win two nothing in regular time has a little bit of value.
2: So City's going to score in the third minute, go up one no. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that. you know, if,
0: that's if, if, if the thing about these, problems, oh, also, like, I mean,
2: this is, a, this is a great, you know, like live under type game as well. Yeah. City, city live unders. Uh, there was one a couple of weeks ago. They played Burnley. They went up two nil in like 20th minute. And I was looking at it. And I was like four and a half, like that's high. And I I looked at it for a while and I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to sit this out. I wasn't watching the match, which is always dangerous because you don't really know, you know, how it's playing out and XG and, and shot charts can't tell you everything in soccer. Right. Uh, despite what my true belief would be. But, you know, I think this is a good live under game as well. You know, people think it's a live over because, oh, nobody's scoring. But in reality, if there's an early goal, I think live under is, is definitely a good look.
0: Atletico, I'm looking on Fando. Atletico in extra time is 38 to one, and Atletico on penalties is 23 to one. Just if you want to have some fun.
1: That's what we're here for. One that won't be fun. Liverpool minus 360, Benfica plus 900. The draw is plus 490. Liverpool's up 3 1 on aggregate. Do you guys want to take a guess what the Benfica to advance line is? 50 to one? 50 to, 50 to 1.
0: 50 to 1. Oh man. I didn't even know that. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, of course I'll, I'll be sandwich good... spot for Liverpool. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's like <sighs> don't bet. Do not bet. Do not bet 50 to 1.
0: No, I'm not gonna bet 51. I mean, I'll be honest. I think under three and a half at minus 128 situationally has a little bit of value. Um, I think. You know Liverpool. What we talked about, especially in the Inter uh, tie, I was we, I I was one that was very scared of Liverpool coming out and just not really caring the fact that they're up by a few goals and just smashing them. This could be another situation where Liverpool just says, you know what, we're going to focus on the FA Cup semi-final this weekend against City. We're already up three-one at Anfield, so let's just kind of take our you know take our hand off the handbrake a little bit here. Uh, so that might have a little bit of value. I don't really know where Benfica's heads are at right now. I mean, it was pretty. You know, Liverpool putting the the third one in, I think, was just the kind of the knife uh, yeah. in the tie. So I, this could be a sleepy zero zero draw, um, but also it could be a Liverpool five nothing smashing. I don't really know.
1: I, I think about it like think about the Inter Milan matchup, right? Like they came back. I think Liverpool wasn't at their best. They weren't at the races at all. And um, Inter Inter is better than Benfica, obviously, by good leaps here. But um, it's just it's something that's been in in my head a little bit. And and City did expose some defensive flaws. Like if, if you, and this isn't how Benfica is going to play and you can't do it because you're not Man City and you don't have people who can just knock that perfect 60 yard pass to either your fullback or your striker consistently and beat the high line. But uh, they did give people a blueprint that this, if, if you can put this Liverpool uh, back line under some pressure and then beat them on at their high line, you, you can score. Uh, I, I don't doubt that Benfica can make this a little bit more exciting than people are Believing, uh just because, like you said, this is a brutal spot again for for Liverpool. So yeah, I mean, a twenty dollar bet at fifty to one is, is 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 no big deal. I don't think Anthony yelling at me to not do it is, is going to change my mind. But um, I'm yelling
2: at you, I'm yelling at the listeners. Yeah, no, it's, it's a beer,
1: Yeah,
2: yeah the be, game. Don't, don't bet fifty to one on Benfica. It's uh, you
1: bet you're basically betting will Benfica win two nil, and I don't need it. Uh, because of the, the price it's not going to happen but the price is is just pretty bonkers i think um i also think that ben feet once again like the, i think liver betting against liverpool to or betting liverpool's opposition to score first will will continue to pay off at, at decent numbers because they'll always be the favorite and those numbers are kind of too correlated to the um three-way money line than they should be so that's another answer a uh, way if you're looking in for a game that really doesn't have much betting appeal i think most people would say so that's why that's where I would go. If you're less interested in, in uh, losing an absolute automatic loser of 50 to one, maybe back that. Anthony, uh, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think this is like a good live Benfica team total kind of spot, right? They've got nothing to lose. Like BJ said, they're going to go for it. They're down two. They probably will concede a goal or two here, but I don't think their attack was bad. I thought. You know, there was like a 15, 20-minute stretch, maybe early second half. Benfica got the goal, then they got in behind again, almost scored. There was a clear penalty shout that I was surprised VAR didn't even seem to care about. I thought Nunez got taken down there in the box. Uh, so there, there's paths here for Benfica to create some chaos. The thing is, the number's not there. It's minus 160 to score, which I was stunned by. Like, I thought it was going to be much lower and cheaper, but... Clearly the market is pricing in the fact that Benfica is kind of going for it. And it's the second leg, which could be, which should be more open. The first leg was so open too. So I think with Liverpool potentially being flat, if if they come out and say the first 30 minutes, Benfica hasn't quite scored yet. I do think this Liverpool defense can get broken open. And I think, you know, City found a lot of success in that channel between Robertson and whoever they play next to Van Dijk, depending on who it is. I think Benfica, they did the same thing to Ajax, and that's where they got the first goal, the only goal, in the last match was getting to that same channel. So I, I think there's a chance here that Benfica does get on the board. But again, I'm not laying minus 160 on it. Uh, if it gets to plus two at like minus 130, I'm taking Benfica, but it's not there. It's minus 155. So that I don't imagine we'll see Liverpool steam, but we'll see. But with it being a flat spot, I do think Benfica scores. I think Liverpool probably wins, but in terms of the number to lean to Benfica again, just not quite there for me to play it. Like, it, you know, it wasn't there last week. It's still really not quite there with the market, not liking this team. So, uh, or not showing them enough. So I am overall passing pre game on this one, but I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll be more entertaining if you're, you know, if you're in neutral and you don't really care, like watch this match. Don't watch at Oh,
0: stop. Come oh, on. Man, you're out of your mind. Stop. You just, you know, it's it's, it's the younger generation that wants to just see offense and, like I don't agree going with that. Hard, whereas I me and Michael's to take a older shot. generation actually appreciates teams to play flawless with defensive
2: strategy, but you got to give me one shot. Why? I, I What's the difference because if it was if,
1: if you got you one shot, you would say he only took one shot. That's not true. There's, there's no there's no pleasing you guys. If if if, if, yeah. if you you can come into uh you can win a soccer match, you can win a two-leg soccer match in a million different ways. And against Manchester City, 999,999 of those are taken out from you because they're just much, much better than you. So why not play to your strength? And that's what they did. And they're still alive in the now tie. Now they have a shot. They're they have a chance. are still alive in the tie going back home. So, well, I mean, he used he, – it was a situational thing, I think, and just fantastic. We love Simeone on the show.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you asked him before the match, like, not going to tell you what the statistics are, but you're walking away here with a 1-0 defeat. Do you <laughs> take that? 10 times out of 10, you take that yeah. and go back home and you take a shot. And it does not matter how
1: you get there because guess what? It doesn't when, matter. When they go, when it's, if it's one, if they win one nil at Wanda Metropolitano on the Wednesday, they're not going to say, you know what? City goes through because uh, they didn't play. They didn't get Anthony his, his, his needed XG charts is a, uh, or XG total that is prerequisite XG total. Um, anyways, let's, let's
2: talk about the Europa League for a Again, couple it, of seconds. Again, they did not maximize their chances of winning. Neither, neither manager did in the last match. That's my opinion. I'll take it to the grave. I'll be the only person who says that. Maybe not. No, you're no, you're what well, every,
1: everyone's, everyone's saying. That's everyone's saying that manager the their manager maximized
2: their chances of winning the match. Simeone by the, medium drawing drawing yeah. the match by yeah, expecting just... your defense to be perfect and not giving your offense a chance to bail out your defense. They had you know, breakaways. They just
0: didn't capitalize on them. They
2: didn't get a shot uh, uh, off. They
0: had a ch- they had chance. It's not like they just didn't do anything. They actually had they, chances going forward. They had a couple. They just. Didn't capitalize on him. I, mean, I mean, Griezmann had bar, a breakaway. The bar
2: is crazy right now. How low it is. They had but this is what they were going to do. The yeah, whether so the City had four defenders back against Felix or Griezmann was running in the open field, who's who's it's, on the wrong it's, side. It's of all right, B J.
1: Because it, look, the, here's I,
2: the, look, here's the. I, I don't want to sound like I'm some anti Atleti guy. Like I've bet on them. You are though. Them. I, I I have I have bet on them. More than I bet against them this season, I consistently throughout were, this
0: podcast you have been anti- generally thought they even. were
2: undervalued, but I think it needs to be said that neither manager, and this is not just him, it's Pep too. Pep in his ridiculously conservative approach, which of course played into the fact that Atleti didn't take a shot that matters too. I I, I started by criticizing Pep. Neither manager maximized their chance of winning. Pep did not take his talent, a, a clear talent advantage into consideration by maximizing his scoring chances. And because he Simeone because made he his team play Simeone, a perfect who, game, which yep. doesn't happen most times in soccer. There was a mistake or two. They broke through and they scored.
1: I, I, I think that, look, it, BJ and I both know that if uh, Atletico came back to Spain down 3-0, 4-1, you would be criticizing him for not setting up the way he did. And me and him would be saying, Look, he he made a mistake. He should have done it. But so,
0: yeah, you know, you'd be like, man, Athletico looked bad. You know, they got exposed. They got caught forward a few times. Like, what what are you thinking going into Man City? 0.7 XG on on six shots. Like, it wasn't that good.
2: There there is a balance. Look, they had just played an open, high-pressing game. But yeah, like, yeah. But there is a balance between... We're going to sit deep and do no attacking, and we're going to do a little bit of attacking and take yeah, but one why or two
1: would
2: you like, even a little bit? Again, they went down a goal, still didn't take a shot. Yeah, but they didn't. So it's, not like, it's not then like they okay, not going to play the 70th, zero, Look, zero if they out. went
1: down two goals, then maybe we would have saw some shots. But
0: right. Well, they, it's, they all, it's also like they gave up the goal in the 70th minute. It's not like they gave up the goal in the fifth minute and yeah. just sat back. Like yeah. this, this was, this was their game from the beginning, yeah. and then in the final 20 minutes, they. Tried to at least somewhat go forward, and then they were they, they, they really didn't, they, they
2: really didn't though. Like city was closer but, to two than Atlanta yeah. They they, the they saw the, the right angle, and
0: they just said, you know what, let's just <laughs> let's just yeah. take the one nil. No, it
2: was a,
1: it was a, a fabulous managerial display from Simeone, um, getting his team back one nil down to the best team in the world. Real quick, uh because we spent a lot of time talking about uh the Simeone <laughs> masterclass. Bj, uh your favorite
0: Europa League bet. Yeah, I'll go Atalanta pick or draw no bet at minus one twenty. You know the expected goals final against Leipzig was two point five to one point four, but there was a penalty in there for Leipzig. And if you actually dig through the numbers, I thought Atalanta was the better side for large stretches of that match. Uh, you know, we've talked about the Leipzig overperformance. We're up to uh, you know eleven matches unbeaten. Thirty goals off of seventeen expected. They did it once again this weekend against Hoffenheim. Three goals off of one point three expected. But atalanta outshot them twenty to twelve, outtouched them in the penalty area forty to twenty six. Like it was actually a pretty good performance. Now I get to go home there. I I mean I have Atalanta projected at plus one hundred seven. So I mean I'm a little higher on Atalanta than the rest of you know projection models in the market is. But you, when you factor in that essentially expected goal differential for the season, these two teams are essentially even. If from their domestic performance, you give Italy a you know Italy and Germany are pretty close. You'd give Italy a little bit more of an advantage than Germany in terms of UEFA coefficients, and then if you give Atalanta the home field advantage, I think this is a really good spot for them. So Atalanta, you know, draw no bet at minus one twenty. I do think has some value in the RB Leipzig overperformance. You know, it's got to end at some point, point uh, and I think this is a good spot on the road to, to bet against it. Anthony, what about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll stay in the same match, and we can touch on the other ones if P.J. has anything else. But the the highlight match, Adelante-Leipzig, one of the best soccer matches I've watched all year. I mean, it was probably in the top 10. There were not just the expected goals. There were chances galore. Leipzig missing the penalty. Penalty gets saved. The rebound gets saved. And then the ball goes out for a throw-in. They throw it in, cross it, and they score off the cross to tie it at 1-1. It was an incredible sequence. And then the last 10 minutes, Leipzig amassed a lot of expected goals in the last 10 minutes of that game when Atalanta on the road was just kind of sitting for the tie and playing for the tie. They had a ball cleared off the line. They had an unbelievable save. But I agree with BJ's point. They were the better team for majority of that match. The the thing is, and I do show a a little bit of value. I'm not quite on the number that BJ was. I did have Atalanta the first leg. I show a little bit of value on the second leg, but I like another bet a lot more. And it's both teams are scoring over two and a half because I don't see any way. This game is not equally back and forth. I don't know how it didn't go over last week. There were four posts, three posts, and a crossbar, including Leipzig hitting the crossbar in stoppage time. Atalanta hit the post in both halves. Leipzig hit the post in the first half. So it was just a crazy back and forth. And it kind of is how both teams want to play in their natural game states. Atalanta will be at home, they'll have more of the ball. Leipzig will be able to play more on the counter. They're very effective there. I think this is back and forth. I know last week only had two goals i think this one goes over so i'm taking both teams to score over two and a half minus a hundred so even money there i do think this is going to be a fun one i'm very excited for it.
1: all right with that uh, let's just move on to our favorite bets for the champions league quarterfinals the second legs these are taking place on tuesday and wednesday bj uh, let's start with you
0: yeah i'll go chelsea draw no bet at plus 120 against real madrid i mean chelsea obviously is down 3-1 on aggregate but i didn't think they were actually that horrible in that first leg as we've said they just got benzema you know the final the, the last three goals was off a of mistake benzema had two incredible headers But Chelsea, even though they lost the expected goals battle, 24 touches in the penalty area compared to only eight for Real Madrid. Real Madrid only had 16 progressive passes compared to 48 for Chelsea. Chelsea's got to go for this one. And also, I think the performance against Southampton this past weekend where they won 6-0, finally got their confidence back. If you remember what happened before the Real Madrid match, they were coming off an international break. A lot of their players were playing for their countries. They had a bad performance against Brentford, lost 4-1. Tuchel said they looked exhausted, they looked tired, and then they go and have a bad performance against Real Madrid. I think that performance against Southampton is going to breathe some new life into Chelsea at the number, at plus 120. And for Real Madrid, I believe they're going to stay very conservative. You know, if you go back to the last group stage match against Inter and then the first leg against PSG, they played ultra conservative, basically just sat back for the full 90 minutes just looking for a 0-0 draw. I expect them to do that in this match, so I like Chelsea draw no bet at plus 120.
1: All right, I'll say in the same match for my favorite bet. It's a big one, Chelsea to advance at plus 790. They're down 3-1 in this like, so you're hoping for the a little bit of a miracle here. However, that was just Chelsea's second loss in its last 14 matches. And over those 14 matches, 30 goals for, 14 goals against. And as BJ said, one of those losses came on the heels of an international break where a lot of players were all over the place playing in highly emotional World Cup qualifiers. They come back and they lose to an informed Brentford team. It looks ugly. Follow that up with the loss to Real Madrid. And all of a sudden you're getting yourself a recipe to buy low on a, on a team that you shouldn't ever have to buy low on because they are in, in great form. And I'm willing to trust their overall overall form since the holidays, their 17, seven and three win draw loss over their last 27 matches. And Real Madrid's form doesn't even come close to that. The way Madrid has been getting results as BJ was saying, Stay in games. Hope for a moment of of magic uh, from Kareem Benzema. If Chelsea can eliminate that path to success, they are live here at a big number. So I'll take a shot here. Chelsea plus 790 to advance to the next round. Anthony, close out the show.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Manchester City, Atletico Madrid under two and a half goals at minus 120. Atletico Madrid, we've talked about this a lot now, has not, did not attempt a shot in the first match, but that wasn't just a matter of Diego Simeone choosing to be extremely conservative playing a 5-5 defensive block a lot of that was because Pep Guardiola also refused to take chances with his attack and his defenders constantly keeping four to five players behind the ball at all times and preventing any opportunities for Atletico Madrid to counterattack them and the result was no shots four entries into the box so now we're going on the road to Atletico Madrid, and I don't think a ton really changes in the first half hour to 45 minutes of this game. Atletico Madrid's going to sit deep. They're going to absorb pressure. They might look to counter a little more, but I don't think they're going to be able to break through a, an impenetrable city defense that is probably the best in the world. And at the other end, if a goal is scored by either team, whether it's city going up 2-0 on aggregate or Atleti tying it at 1-1, Atleti will be back in their 5-5 defensive block playing for pens, or City will be up 2-0 and they'll be able to sit on the ball with possession and try to keep it away from Atletico Madrid, something they are very capable of doing. So my projected value is pretty close to the number, but situationally, I'm going under two and a half goals at minus 120.
1: All right, uh, that will do it for another episode of Wonder Goal. We will be back on Thursday morning to talk about Premier Leagues and FA Cup uh, and all sorts of other stuff around Europe. For Anthony DeBundo and BJ Cunningham. I'm Michael Lebuff wishing you the best of luck with your bets in the Champions League on Tuesday and Wednesday.